Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Your Voice First podcast. If you'd like to learn more, find us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and every other social platform at Voice First AI. Welcome back to Your Voice First podcast. Today's guest, Stefan Hamilton. Stefan, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. First question, you've been working with us for a while. We've loved your energy and we've loved your ability to go and be independent while trying to learn code and apply it in our production environments. Why did you start working with us? Uh, I saw it as an opportunity for me to learn more than um, what I've been able to do on my own um, and an opportunity for me to get my foot in the door with, you know, a, a small company that's looking to grow. So I, I figured I would just take it on another challenge, another day, uh, another way for me to grow even bigger than I already am. <laughs> mm. Mm. So tell us about the most recent work you did with us. What uh, the latest quest you completed? Uh, the latest quest that I completed was um, the uh, website um, update. When we, you know, over time, sometimes websites are uh, forgotten. <laughs> and some people, it's like, I need some help. Um, so I had fun updating our voice first, uh, website and got a chance to, you know, dibble dabble in a little bit of the, um, icons of awesome icons, um, where I got to plug and play different icons on our website and update some information about the company and go from there. How hard were those components to use? Had, had you done much? web development before this quest? Uh, I thought I dibbled, dabbled in a little bit of it. Um, not as, it, it wasn't hard per se. It was a little bit more of uh, understanding what was needed to be done first. And then once I got a grasp on that, it was just, you know, fly through. And then once we connected just to see the work that I completed and worked on, um, it, it just, it seemed easy, uh, easier once you know you got the gist of it versus just oh throw this at me and i've never done this before and now i'm going to be drowning for weeks but <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't that difficult at all which was awesome that what you just said about being dropped in the deep end and flailing that's my fear with a lot of because we're doing a lot of experimentation i don't right does, does it feel like working with us is familiar to working with other companies or does it feel does this feel like a unique work environment? It feels like a unique work environment. Um, I, I enjoy it a lot because uh, of that. If I have questions, I'm able to reach out and get them answered. If I'm stuck, um, I like to ponder on it just to try to make sure I can figure out another way to figure it out. But you also open the door to where if I'm stuck and I can't figure it out, that I can just easily uh, message you or call you just say, hey, I don't understand this part of the code or, Hey, I don't understand what I'm doing. Cause you just elaborate and let me know what to do from here on out. So that way, if I run into this issue again, at least I'll be able to uh, accomplish it without um, too much hesitation. So you're here focusing on web development. I'd like to talk more about your background and your journey in code. Can, can you walk us through kind of your relationship with code and how that began? Yeah. Um, let's see. I mainly worked in retail and restaurant industry in the past and always found myself uh, taking stuff apart to try to fix it for the company. 
Um, and then I was just like, well, I wonder how, you know, this stuff actually communicates and works. Uh, how do you get to charge or ring somebody up in a cash register in a POS system? And so um, with that being said, I just, you know, looked up, you know, how to code, like how does code work with computers and uh, system softwares and things like that. So after getting my hands on uh, being able to look that stuff up, it's like, well, maybe I should just, you know, it's interesting enough to me that I want to really get my hands dirty. Uh, what can I do? So started buying a couple of uh, different tutorials, going online to look up stuff and trying to figure out what programming language I want to learn, what background do I want to focus on, or how do I want to sit here and get my foot in the door? So I uh, just kept reading and researching, found out about uh, there's a lot of different technologies to focus on. So I uh, just try to gear towards a couple uh, of main ones that I could feel like I would fit in, whether I'm coding but a little in charge or coding where I'm a part of a team that will be able to work with me um, versus against me, <laughs> per se, um, to, to help myself grow. Um, technology is constantly advancing and changing and people are constantly learning and I'm one of them and I just fell in love with it, I guess. It's just something that just, hey, let's just keep going. Um, so yeah. Hold up. You didn't get a computer science degree and you're getting paid to code? Yep, that's correct. How, talking with Ryan Cody last week in our episode, we got to talk about what the value of the computer science degree was. Mm -hmm. But I'm curious your perspective because I think there are a lot of people in the world like you who went and tried restaurant and retail and they start to see those trends that you're seeing. Hey, technology is changing faster than ever. Maybe yeah. I should learn how to communicate with it. So was it challenging to learn how to code starting from square one without that structure of college or how, how challenging was that? For me, the challenging part was knowing where to begin. Um, I've, I have a, a little bit of college experience and it is a totally different uh, mindset, especially since I'm coming from background of being self-taught for coding versus actually having to be able to sit in a classroom and have someone drill in your head of how to do this, this, and this. Um, computer science degrees, I mean, don't take me wrong, but it's, 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 it is a different level of, hey, you know, I got a computer science degree. I know just about almost anything that deals with computers. Well, that's not true because it's forever changing. Um, but take, taking from the aspect of me not having a computer science degree, focusing on trying to learn um, certain areas in technology that I want to be in, such as web development, front end, back end, um, cybersecurity, if that's you know your main focus, um, or even just how things work. Um, I, I saw myself just being able to be able to be determined to try to get something done and change something for the better for everyone and not just myself. So it was a lot, wow. but it, it's something that, you know, you can look at and go, Hey guys, guess what? I didn't get a computer science degree, but I was able to make myself focus and be determined enough to sit in front of a computer for a couple hours a day, code something, take a break, come back, do it again, or just, you know, keep searching for a company to give you a chance. And, you know, that's what, happened with me here so yeah 
Wow. That's, that's discipline. The ability to just sit down without someone telling you to, and to stay focused until you're at a level where you can perform. Mm-hmm. How did you decide on web development? Did you look at like what, what drew you to web development? Were there a lot of options for you to pick from, or did you know from day one, you wanted to start learning about web development? Uh, there were a lot of options to pick from. Uh, I chose to start with web development because they, I, I guess when I bought most of the programs uh, or researched a lot of that stuff, it was more so, hey, web development is an easy way to get your foot in the door for you to pick up on how the process of coding works. So once you get the gist of, hey, you know, I just figured out how to just do a static web page all on my own. Uh, following simple instructions um, and just growing from there, it just became like, okay, what else can I learn? What else can this do? Can I just make a ball bounce on a page as someone just comes to my website? Um, web development just seemed like an easier foot in the door of, oh my gosh, it just opened up to more and more opportunities that I never even thought of. Um, how do you go from web development into being a, uh, someone that can just, you know, close their eyes and dream, hey, what page would look like this? Could you do it? And you go like, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, if you would have asked me two years ago, could I do it? I'd be like, I don't even know what you're talking about. But now you're like, yeah, I most definitely will help you out as best as I can. If we have to tweak some things, hey, just call me up. Let's tweak some things and go from there. So let's have fun with us. Do you see web development kind of your trajectory long-term in code? Do you see yourself building up a very strong web development background at this point? Or do you think web development is just like one stepping stone in your journey as a coder? I feel like it's a stepping stone for sure as a coder. Um, There's so, like I said, there's just so many different things out there that people don't always think of because you don't, not everyone knows um, about it. So you kind of have to, uh, do your research for, uh, to the best of your ability to figure out what you want to do and playing around with different technologies. So there's a lot of free resources out there to help you uh, figure out what you want to do. And so web development is most definitely a stepping stone, especially once you get the gist and the hang of how your website is working. How is it connecting for it to be up on the internet? How are you getting it from looking as a, a uh, simple page that looks like a PDF or Word document to being a, oh, there's a ball bouncing, a cat is chasing it now type of ordeal or adding images to a web page. I mean, there's just so much to do. And then once you're able to get you know that down, you can grow from there and de- be able to develop a snake game per se in Python uh, <laughs> or be able to um, just build an app um, as, you know, as time goes. So, was definitely a stepping stone. Before working with us, had you played at all with any type of voice technology? Amazon Alexa, Google Assistant, Siri, dictation with the Dragon app or Microsoft Word? Ever ever play with voice tech before this? Uh, I have my own Alexa and Google devices, so I've played with them. Uh, being on the back end to be able to actually see how they actually work? Uh, no. Um, and that's kind of what the awesome thing of knowing that there's actual companies such as Voice First to be able to go out there and say, hey, we can do more with 
your Google Assistant and your Alexa. Um, I'm, a, mm. I'm an Andro fan, so Alexa has been my best friend in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Alexa. I have her on mute, so You've she's not going to respond. I feel, like that's very, I feel like it's very unique for people to have both. I feel like a lot of people, similar to the mobile phone trend where you pick iPhone or Android, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people are either picking Google or Alexa. Why, why both? I am, because they're, some things compare, some things don't. Um, Alexa was kind of hot going, you know, just the trend at one point and then Google came out and I wanted to see what the difference was between the two. And so that's what I did. I uh, ended up getting both to see, hey, how is Google going to be better than Alexa? What are they both compatible with? What aren't they compatible with? Um, If I have one and not the other, maybe one will be compatible with some of my stuff and the other one isn't. At least, you know, someone in my house can be controlling it. Um, That's why I got both. So I can sit here and play around and figure out the uniqueness between the two and then turn it around and be able to put it on both to make sure no matter where I'm at my house, I can control my house. So for people that don't have a voice device Mm -hmm. and they're thinking right now about buying one, they're spending a lot more time inside. They're thinking, well, now might be a good time to try out this new voice technology, but I don't know which one to get. What would you, do you have any insights owning both as to what people could think when they're trying to decide Alexa versus Google? Um, yes and no. <laughs> uh, Alexa <laughs> is is amazing to some degree, but with technology forever changing, so far I feel like Google is, has been able to give me a lot more answers for people that are more into asking questions about, let's say, um, if you ask the weather, both of them, Alexa and Google, can tell you what the weather is. But if you ask what is an answer to a Jeopardy question? Uh, even though Alexa has the Jeopardy app and can play the game with you, not all questions she'll be able to answer versus Google. He always, or well, it always has the answer for you because it uses the web. Um, so it just depends on, do you want it for music? Do you want it to answer questions that you don't know right off the top of your head? Because if you have 50 million questions like I do every day, then Google will be the route to go. Um, if you just want music and play games and have uh, experience of video calling your family and friends without uh, being connected with Google, then Alexa is the way to go. So it's, it's a hit or miss, especially if you're a stylish person. Um, some of their looks can be, uh, it will fit in with the modern tech of what's going on around your house. So if you want something that's white or black that sits on your countertop, that's, slim you know go the alexa route if you want something that's uh modern and can do different casings then go the google route so it's a hit or miss on how you like the way uh it how you want it to stand out in your home as an overall technology Mm -hmm. why is voice technology interesting to you like what do you think the value is or where do you think it's heading what why is voice technology interesting to you uh, voice technology is interesting to me because it gives me the opportunity to speak, um, almost automate kind of what I want to do at that time. Like, let's say you're cooking and you forgot something. Um, I can ask one of my devices, 
hey, add uh, basil to my grocery list. Um, it frees your hand. It allows for me to just be anywhere, like I said, in my home and be able to, if I forgot something, hey, add this to the list. Um, voice, being able to speak and being able to communicate allows for me to um, kind of always stay in the trend or a little bit ahead of the trend per se. Um, you stay on top of it a, a little bit more because it can, you end up listening or reading more with it versus just letting it sit there and collect dust. Um, so speaking up with it helps in my opinion a lot because I do use it every day. <laughs> One of the core mottos of voice first is find your voice, mm -hmm. which is the concept of like discovering how you want to use this powerful tool of your voice to create the world around mm -hmm. you. Um, stepping away from voice technology and talking more about the human voice. Mm -hmm. Do you say that you're intentional with how you use your voice or would you say, um, like, do you find your voice a powerful tool? I do. Uh, a lot of people tend to listen usually when I, uh, speak. Um, usually I, I found out a lot of people listen a little bit more than I ever thought, uh, would follow, follow me. Um, not necessarily like find, follow the leader type of thing, but kind of, you know, hey, this guy just seems like he's a cool cat to hang out with. And if he has something to sit and speak about, I'll check it out. And I'm totally game with that. <laughs> um, my, my, my voice is, is a powerful tool in my own perspective because it's something else that just feels like I can help give, not well, I guess kind of life or support to others that need to hear um, me speak so yeah it's it's like a quick way for people to to understand the thoughts in your head mm -hmm. it's like if they just saw you walking around, you can communicate a lot non-verbally yeah. but to clearly say this is what's on my mind i'm expressing it to you in a language that you understand and then like you said uh, a follow the mm -hmm. leader um it's popping into my head right now from the book exhalation it's by reading the words that i've written the patterns that shape your thoughts become an imitation of the patterns that once formed mine. And by that, I live again through you. So applying that to what you were just saying about people listening to what you say more than what you would think and then seeing characteristics of yourself emerge in other mm -hmm. people. It's like when people hear the words that you speak, the patterns that shape their thoughts become an imitation of the patterns that once formed yours. And by that, you're living again through them. Is is that kind of what you were describing, or am I am I on a totally different metaphor? No, here? you're actually totally correct. That's awesome that you were able to pull that right, <laughs> pull that out for uh, a lot of people to understand. But yes, that's totally correct. Final question for you: For people that want to follow your voice, mm -hmm. what would you say is the best way for people to connect with you? Um, and start collaborating more with Stefan. Uh, you can connect with me via LinkedIn. Um, I am a huge fan of the Smurfs. Um, so uh, LinkedIn.com slash IN uh, Smurfs1. So that's Smurfs, S-W-O-N. Um, that's the best way to get in touch with me. 
I'm a pretty open book. And then, you know, that's, yeah, I try to stay up to date and keep things live on there. Stefan, it's been a blast having you as a guest. I would like, if you're open, I would like you to sign off the episode with any final words or intentions. People are still stuck inside. Right now I'm looking outside and it's a bright, sunny day. Do you have any final words or intentions to leave listeners before we go? Yeah, um, don't give up. Uh, that was one of the things that I did learn, especially when things get hard or if you're stuck inside or even outside on a walk. Uh, don't give up. Keep moving forward. Uh, stay positive And no matter what. Um, just kind of like what Voice First did with me of taking a chance. Someone would take a chance on you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Your Voice First Podcast. If you'd like to learn more, find us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and every other social platform at Voice First AI.